Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. This last week saw the Russian invasion of Ukraine. While Russia is mentioned in the Bible, Pastor J.D. answers the bigger question. What do you tell people when they ask, what does the Bible say about fill in the blank? This is the very reason you must know the contents of God's holy book. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 27, 2022. Today, I'm going to cut to the chase and get right to the bottom line. Interesting combination of metaphors. Did you know that cut to the chase comes from the old film days when they would cut out the scenes and get right to the chase scenes, which were the really exciting part of the... Now for you younger people, that was in the days of film. (laughs) Never mind. That's where that comes from. So we're going to cut to the chase and get right to the bottom line concerning the only thing that really matters in the end. And here's the only thing that really matters in the end. Whether or not someone is saved or not. That's the bottom line. Either Jesus is my Savior, or He is not. In other words, We're either saved or lost, regardless of who we are or who we think we are. And the day is coming when that will be the only thing that really counts. The reason I sense that the Lord would have me to go in this direction is because this is the bottom line. The bottom line is the person of Jesus Christ. Let me define the bottom line. The bottom line is defined as the final result or the most important consideration of a situation, activity, or discussion. As such, when it comes to Bible prophecy, the most important consideration or discussion that anyone can have is about Jesus. I know this is going to sound cliche, but it's all about Jesus. 
And such is the case with Bible prophecy, which all points to Jesus. And not only is it all about Jesus, the spirit of prophecy is Jesus. And this is what the Apostle John was told in the book of Revelation. This after the fall of Babylon, when all of heaven is shouting and singing, Alleluia! Shouting. It's in the Bible, so shouting. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Shouting and singing, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, and power belonging to the Lord God Almighty. Can I draw your attention to Revelation chapter 19, beginning in verse 6? John is writing, and he says, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia! For the Lord God omnipotent reigns, the Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus, and here it is, is the spirit of prophecy. Wow. This is why Satan does everything and stops at nothing to get us away from the main thing, so the main thing is no longer the main thing. What's the main thing? Jesus. And you know what's sad? He's been met with an astounding measure of success in this regard, in the sense that everyone is arguing with everyone about everything. And what's the end result, or bottom line, if you will? Well, arguing about everything with everyone, Jesus doesn't get to anyone. I hope you don't tire of me saying this, 
But the purpose of these prophecy updates is to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus. And one of the best ways to do that is by way of Bible prophecy, which, spoiler alert, (laughs) all of the prophecy in the Bible points to the person of Jesus Christ. All the prophecy in the Old Testament points to and is about Jesus and His first coming. Then you fast forward to the New Testament, Bible prophecy. It's all about Jesus. He's coming again. First, He's coming to rapture His church. Okay, we can, let's just get laugh. Yeah! (laughs) By the way, we're going to be talking about that a little bit more today too. I know we never talk about that, but we're going to talk about that. But then seven years at the end of the seven year tribulation, He's coming back again. And that's what all Bible prophecy is about. That's why it is, again, that Bible prophecy is one of the best ways when it comes to this. And here's why. People today are asking questions, right? They're asking questions about everything that's happening in the world. And as believers in Jesus and followers of Jesus, we have the answer. We have the answer that they are looking for. Uh, What are they looking for? Bottom line, they're looking for hope. They're looking for hope. The Apostle Peter in his first epistle, chapter 3, verse 15, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone, and this is important, don't miss it, who asks. Be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But... Do this with gentleness and respect. Now, you'll forgive me for the bluntness with which I say this, but I say it nonetheless. If no one asks you about the hope you have, maybe it's because you have no hope. Or, Your hope is in someone or something else other than Jesus? And if that's the reason, well then that would explain why they don't ask you. I mean, no need, because you're just like them. There's nothing peculiar about you, nothing different about you. They're not going to ask you, if they don't see in you something that they want to have, that you have hope which they need and want. In other words, no one's going to ask you about the hope you have if it's the same hope they have. 
which is that of placing one's hope in this world and the things of this world. The Apostle John in his first epistle, chapter 2, beginning in verse 15, you know this well, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. That's pretty strong. Needs to be. And here's why. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. Dare I say, the world is dying. There's no hope for this world. It's hopeless. The world is dying. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. Notice the contrast. The world is dying, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Death, life. If you'll kindly allow me to, I'd like to provide examples of how it is that we can give to everyone an answer of the hope that we have in Jesus. So what follows, in no particular order, are what I'll affectionately refer to as the big three, in terms of giving the bottom line answer of Jesus to everyone as our only hope. Not just the blessed hope of His soon appearing, it's our only hope. This is our only hope. We'll start with the questions being asked about what's going on in the Middle East specifically concerning Russia's invasion of Ukraine. A lot of people asking a lot of questions, by the way. Now, while there is indirectly Bible prophecy about Ukraine, first and foremost, we need to pray for the people of Ukraine. In particular, this prayer request we received last night comes from Jennifer who writes, Pastor Frog, I am in desperate need of prayer. My husband and I have been in the process of adopting our daughters from Ukraine. They were evacuated from their orphanage and have made it to Lviv. We are praying they can be released to cross the border into Poland. The orphanage chaperone that accompanied the children is afraid that she will be held accountable for removing them from Ukraine. The local pastor tried talking to her, but she is scared. Rightfully so, however, these children need to get to safety. My husband and our ministry group, Legacy Refuge, are trying to get to Poland. We are not vaxxed to find a way to get our girls and other children out of Ukraine and into safety. Can you please Pray for our children. Thank you, Jennifer, 
Let's do that right now. Would you join with me, please, Father in heaven? We cry out unto you, because you always hearken unto the voice of our cry. Lord, for the people of Ukraine, we want to pray specifically for their safety, and more importantly, their salvation that what's happening there right now would be that which would lead many to you, Jesus, in this last hour. Lord, for Jennifer and her plea for prayer concerning these two precious girls and the many other children like them, God. Oh, how you love the little children. Please, Lord, as only you can, would you move your mighty hand. Make a way where there is no way, and miraculously provide a way. Get them to safety. And Lord, we're going to, with great anticipation, look for a good report to come, because we prayed. And so, Lord, thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Thank you for this precious couple, their ministry to children, these precious children. Lord, thank you. Thank you for prayer. Thank you that we can come to you and pray. Thank you that we can petition your throne in prayer and know (laughs) that when we do, you hear. You hear every prayer, and you answer every prayer. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, for the questions concerning Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The way I answer this for people is, and the rule of thumb here, by the way, is keep it simple, okay? I simply say that, and it's very generic, I know, but everything, and by the way, everything, that's happening in the Middle East today was foretold in the Bible. So then if they, depending on who you're talking to, if they follow up with more questions and want more specificity, then it's incumbent upon us to have the Scriptures at the ready, and not just refer to them, but if possible, actually read it to them. Now you don't have to go into a whole, you know, sermon or dissertation, but it can be as simple as going to Ezekiel 38 in your Bible, on your phone, which is where your Bible is, right? It's okay. It's all right. Whatever. I still like the pages, the smell too, and the feel too. I like the feel of the... So anyway, but go to your phone, that's fine if you want, and, and turn to the page and show them in the Bible. True story. Many years ago I was on the mainland, this is long before I got into the ministry, had a business and I uh, had a guy in my car that we were going to an auction, he was in the passenger seat I'm driving, and started talking with him about the Lord. And so he started asking questions. Good questions too, by the way. 
And so I started, you know, kind of doing what I do when I do that thing I do, which you do too. So, you know, you just start rattling it off and, you know, well, it says that. And he said, no, no, stop. Show me. Oh, well, I have my sword, I mean Bible, in my pocket there in the driver's door. So I pulled over and I opened up my Bible and I started showing him in the Bible where it said that. That's the Word of God. And Isaiah the prophet writes, the Lord declares through Isaiah, my word will not return unto me void. Well, as the Lord would have it, of course, many years later, after we had moved here, I heard that he came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I had the privilege of watering. Somebody else got to harvest. He got saved. My point, what's my point? My point is, show them. Don't just tell them, show them. And, and this is where you need to study to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the word so you're not embarrassed when they say, hey, can you show me that in the Bible? Um, let me go to the index here. Where was that? That's where the phone, I guess, comes in, because you can search where it says that. Oh, it's right here. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> no, you didn't. Rightly divide the word and be at the ready. Ezekiel 38, this alliance of nations that invades Israel. Verse 13, specific to Saudi Arabia that only protests, not involved in the invasion. Maybe even talk with them a little bit about why, because it's to take what Israel has. What does Israel have? They have natural resources. What are the natural resources? Natural gas. And that's where the Ukraine comes in to the picture. Uh, take them to Isaiah 17.1 concerning Damascus, Syria. It's just one verse, Isaiah 17, and it's a prophecy about the destruction of Damascus, so much so that it's uninhabitable. And by the way, while you're at it, take them to Zechariah 12. Okay, now I have to confess, uh, th this is many years ago, in the, in the front of my Bible, I've got cheat notes right here. Not for Bible prophecy, because, well, as you might imagine, I, I kind of know those verses. But uh, early on, when I wanted to share the gospel with somebody, I had the verses here. Oh yeah, so, you know, so it made me look really smart, like I really knew my Bible, right? But nothing wrong with that. Just have your notes there and show them in the Bible. But have the verses at the ready, because that's the Word of God. That's the Word of God. Don't get preachy. Don't get preachy, like me. And oh, one more thing. Don't tell them something like this. Well, that's what my pastor said. Don't do that. You need to know not only what you believe, but why you believe what you believe. And you should be able to go to the Word of God and show them where it is. That's what I am, right? Oh good, now I'm off the hook. I'm already, by the way, I'm already in enough trouble with a lot of people, so quit using my name on stuff like that. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.